Hello, I'm Glenn Tomlinson, William Randolph Hearst Curator of Education. In this podcast, I will introduce you to Paul Gauguin's Christ in the Garden of Olives, one of the most renowned works in the Norton Museum of Art's European collection. If you would like to view the painting during the podcast, as well as view the second work addressed in the discussion, The Betrayal and Capture of Christ by Lucas Cronach the Elder, please visit norton.org. Click on the word more at the top right corner of your screen, then click on the word European. Scroll down and you will find images of both artworks. Thank you for listening. In this painting, Jesus appears in the foreground, resigned to his fate on the night of his betrayal. In contrast to the deep blue and brown tones of the painting, the brilliant red-orange hair and beard that frame this figure draw us to his gaunt, expressive features. Jesus' eyes are not fixed on heaven, nor are his hands clasped in prayer. Instead, he gazes down, and his one visible hand appears limp. The colors of his cloak match the earth beneath him, and the contour of his upper left arm echoes the hillside behind. In these ways, Jesus almost appears trapped within this nocturnal environment. The silhouetted tree that stands behind him separates Christ from the background, where shadowy figures appear. Are they disciples who abandoned him, or are they advancing to arrest him? Just as if we were actually peering through the darkness, it is hard to tell for sure. Like many artists before him, Gauguin portrayed Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane on the night he was betrayed by Judas Iscariot and arrested. The museum also has in its collection a very fine painting of this subject by the great German Renaissance artist Lucas Cronach the Elder. What is less common is that Gauguin portrayed himself as Jesus. As he was beginning to work on the painting in June of 1889, Gauguin wrote to a fellow artist, quote, I have begun a Jesus in the Garden of Olives that will turn out well, I think. It is a kind of abstracted sadness, and sadness is my line, you know. His letter mentioned nothing about a self-portrait. Later that year, Gauguin identified with the Savior's contemplation and grief. As he stated in an interview, quote, There I have painted my own portrait, but it also represents the crushing of an ideal and a pain that is both divine and human. Jesus is totally abandoned. His disciples are leaving him in a setting as sad as his soul. The somber colors of Gauguin's nocturnal palette, Jesus' physical separation from the other figures, and the central silhouetted tree that evokes the cross are all elements of the painting that heighten its poignant effect. Several factors may have contributed to Gauguin's decision to portray himself as Jesus. Through self-portraits and the published journals of his life in the South Seas, Gauguin established the mythology of the modern artist as an iconoclast. Other artists and poets of the time associated the romantic figure of the avant-garde artist with the misunderstood and suffering savior. Observers in the Parisian art world likened the relationship between Gauguin and his art students and followers in Brittany to that of Jesus and his disciples. Gauguin dismissed this association, but the critical failure of his recent exhibition in Paris compounded his feelings of abandonment as he worked in the provinces. At times, it seems, Gauguin felt like a martyr in his devotion to the new art that he would establish. 
Recent scholarship has also pointed to Gauguin's relationship with Vincent van Gogh as a potential source for the self-portrait in this religious context, since the Dutch artist had recently tried to paint the subject of Gethsemane as well. This work may therefore represent Gauguin's wish to seize the opportunity to adopt a biblical theme to his own radical approach to painting. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Closer Look. I'm Glenn Tomlinson.